winners it's your girl katani here with a coming to you with another live video today's topic is going to be do you put in the work now i am going to give you a little bit of background on why i decided to do this um as the first live of the, of the year i had another topic in mind which I'll probably do um, next week. I mean, not next week, but in the next live because, you know, it's still the beginning of the year technically at that point. But this one is a hot button issue right now. So I think I, I felt like I wanted to tackle it um, today while it is still fresh on everybody's mind. <sighs> Guys, I have been seeing a bunch of memes about a particular movie and I'm pretty sure you guys know what movie I am talking about and so we won't get into that but I have also seen because of the network that I have and the type of groups that I'm in I'm also seeing the following meme that I'm going to read to you right now it says People want to support Bird Box, but they don't want to support your um, your small business. So, I'm going to go through a couple of things that are kind of wrong with that statement, and then I'm going to tell you why, and we're going to go from there. Here's the thing. Your friends and your family either don't want or either don't or won't support your business. And frankly, they don't have to. They, you shouldn't, and you shouldn't really expect them to. And I'm going to tell you why. A lot of your friends on your Facebook list may not be your target audience. I know for me, I know for me, for example, when I was first starting out with Facebook, I would only friend people that I knew personally. These were people that I've either met, um, either friends that I've had in like preschool, like I have friends from preschool and kindergarten in my on my friends list, you know, friends from high school, friends from college, people I grew up with, family, all, all of that. Most of them have nine to fives. Most of them, I and I am a and I have a service-based business, so I knew for a fact that a lot of my friends and family would not be my target audience. I would not expect them to buy anything from me because they're not my target audience. Why would I? Why would they do that? Um, and then even as I've gotten to, even as I've gotten to start building friendships and relationships online with people who I did not know personally and people that I did meet while network meet while networking and so on and so forth. Yes, I have gotten some clients through my personal network, but in all honesty, that is not really what I'm using my that's not really what I'm using my personal Facebook for. Do I share things? Yes, I do. 
be, but that's another, that's another, there's a reason behind that, and I can get that, I will probably get to that in another video, probably not tonight, but there is a reason why there's a, I was like, there is a reason why your family doesn't support you, and I gave you one, and I already gave you one example, is because your family and friends are probably not your target audience, the, and you're probably saying, Katani, but I have a product, I sell I am, um, you know, I sell clothing online. I sell paparazzi jewelry. I'm an MLM and I sell all these lotions and perfumes and all of that. They still aren't your, and you know, things that people buy anyway. That doesn't, that still doesn't mean you're, that's your target audience. My target audience is, um, for, I mean, for example, somebody comes to me, they want to sell, perf they sell perfumes online. I'm probably not going to buy your perfume online. Reason being is because I want to, because I want to smell that perfume first. So why would I buy from you in California when I've never sniffed what you're selling me? You know, people who sell clothes, people who sell clothes online, you know, a lot of people still like to shop in store for clothing, especially for somebody like me. I got a big booty, no hips, I'm tall, and things fit me weird, and I gotta try stuff on. So stop trying to tell me to support your business because I'm not gonna buy from you. And then you could say that <clears throat> I'm losing my voice, so I'm going to go through this. And if you see a decline on my voice, apologizing in advance. But anyway, the, um, what was I saying? The person, you could say, okay, they don't have to buy anything, but they can share it. But a lot of times when you share something, you're sh these people are sharing your business with people who are probably like them. Most people use our Facebook for personal. There aren't too many. You might think that you're that people that most a lot of people use their Facebook for business because you're a business person yourself and you surround yourself with business people, but that is not the case for most for most for most Facebook users. So <clears throat> sorry about that. So yes, I'm going to give you a little bit of the marketing into um bird box because after going into why people your family your friends and family aren't supporting your business and you shouldn't be begging them to the there i need to know if i also need you to ask yourself this question do you or are you or have you done the work that Netflix has done to get their movie out there or to end it or to get their project out there. And this is what I mean. Netflix was really smart about this. They did, they actually promoted this movie with very little marketing and a, and a couple of unconventional marketing tactics. I'm going to read a couple to you right now. Bird Box. Very, uh, Bird Box is an extremely SEO friendly word. Bird and box. Okay. It's an extreme. Um, so it's SEO worthy. The movie itself. I don't know if they did this on purpose. But the movie was meme worthy. There were a lot of stills from the movie that you can use as meme. And we are in meme culture right now. It is meme nation right now. It is memes. It is memes forever right now. 
and there were tons and tons and tons of frames that you can use within that film that that created memes. Number three, there was this movie was there was a there was an article out there that said that Netflix hired influencers to screen the movie. I don't know for sure if that's exact if that um is true exactly. Um what because what I did read is that Bird Box, let me go back to let me go back to it. They hired a bunch of um influencers on Twitch in order to in order in order to watch the movie in what they called a Bird Box challenge. Now, here's the thing. The movie did screen at the American Institute Film Festival. I think that's what it's called. You say you you would have think I you would have thought I wrote it what I should have written this down right but <laughs> but anyway we're gonna get I said we're gonna get through it I have the information in front of me I just did not organize it the way I normally do which is why I'm skipping around a bit but yes the American Film Institute Festival that's where the movie premiered doesn't give a date so um but whenever that was it was before December twenty first I can tell you that much um the basically what they did. Uh, so, so basically, after that movie filmed, um, premiered at the film festival, they already had, they also had a couple of players on Twitch do what they called the Bird Box Challenge. Now, the Bird Box, now Netflix realized they have created a monster because now the Bird Box Challenge has gotten a little bit out of control. But what Netflix did, they hired a couple of um, people to do what they call the bird box challenge and it was to play their video games on twitch while blindfolded that was the bird box challenge so here's the thing i so now this movie has played with a bunch of um a couple of film festival festivals this movie has um has now been in the ear of a couple of influencers who have a pretty strong following and now and boom we have memes. Let me tell you about my personal experience with Bird Box. I think I might have seen the trailer, but I'm not exactly sure. I vaguely remember seeing something with that blonde chick in the beginning of the movie bashing her head into the hospital into the hospital window. Spoilers, sorry. <laughs> that that really doesn't give away anything anyway, but because it was in the trailer. But I think I vaguely remember seeing that, but I do not remember saying oh my god I gotta see this movie I just like I said vaguely remember seeing that trailer and then I'm gonna I went on about my business and then a couple of weeks later I start seeing all these memes all over Twitter all over Instagram all over Facebook and I'm like what the hell is everybody talking about and then that feeling sets in it's human nature for this feeling to set in you are starting to feel left out you want to be a part of the conversation too. You want to be a part of the little inside joke that the internet has that you now feel left out of. So you're probably, whether you thought the movie was going to be good or going to be bad, you, that enticed people to say, let me see what this stupid, th what these stupid people are talking about. It at least got pe many people to do that. 45 million accounts to be exact, which actually means probably about a hundred, um, which probably means about 60 million 
people watch this movie because between sharing Netflix accounts and people watching things in groups, way more and way more than forty five million people watch this account. Uh, watch this movie. I'll put it to you that way. Um. So there. That's what you have to. That is one thing. So when I say, are you you're comparing yourself to you're comparing yourself to your business to Bird Box or your project to work, your Bird Box, your YouTube channel, your film project or whatever to Bird Box. Here's another thing that Netflix did and they did well in terms of marketing. They they premiered this movie on December 21st, a day before Christmas at night. Um, people during the day, last, last shopping day or last shopping weekend before Christmas, um, people are trying to wind down and get ready and get ready for the hailstorm that's going to be their family and friends for and their kids for Christmas for this Christmas holiday. They probably want to unwind with a glass of wine, and they probably are going to. They're probably more inclined, after having their hectic day of shopping, to sit and or lay down with their glass of wine and peruse through Netflix. Don't think that Netflix don't have, doesn't have data on this because they do. When are people most likely to be home? December twenty first, twenty eighteen. This was the was the year that was the date that they chose that people were probably most likely to be home. So couple that with the news, couple that with the memes, and people saying, "Oh my God, the movie's so great," or "Oh my God, the movie sucks." It's going to, it's enough to entice people to watch it. Because whether you liked it or not, that, that counts as a hit. You still, you watched it. So, whatever. It doesn't even, it doesn't even, um, it doesn't even matter anymore if you, whether you liked it or not because you hit play. And if you watched it all the way through, that's score one for Netflix. So, that's one thing that is... Are you doing that amount of work? Did you do you have data on your target? Do you have data on your target market? Do you have a marketing strategy? Do you have um do you have an in-depth analysis on how you are get, going to get your your project, your business, your products in front of as many people as possible? You probably don't. And I don't and I'm going to make and I can say that with pretty much conf um, with a fair amount of confidence because there's a lot of people from what I'm saying, not you guys personally on this Facebook Live that are watching right now, because the people I see right who are commenting right now, you all are pretty on point with your business. But we all, me included, can stand to be a little better. I'm not I say like, I'm not bitter when people don't. Um, don't like my social media posts or people who don't buy from me or people who don't share my things because I know for a fact that there is some there is actually something that I could have done better within my marketing strategy to get my product or service into in front of more eyeballs. So I'm definitely not going to compare, compare myself to a company that's done all they could to get people in front of this other otherwise unremarkable movie. Not get, don't get me wrong, I like the movie, but it's not the, it wasn't the best movie ever that everybody had to see. It was just one of those things. Like, oh my god. It was a, that was a nice that was a nice little 2 hours to kill. Interesting. You know? Another thing. Next step. So, one tip I'm going to give you in terms of in terms of getting yourself to Netflix level is to know your audience. 
your friends are probably not your audience. Your friend, your family is probably not your audience. And if so, and if they are by, if, if in the off chance they are your audience, then what are you going, what are you doing to entice them to buy? Like I said, I had no reason, I had no idea that I wanted to see Bird Box until I saw all these damn memes. You know, are you, you know, they were everywhere. I was inundated with them. And a lot of people, and it wasn't spammy because it wasn't Netflix doing this. It was people, the general public doing this. And it just kind of took, and it just kind of taken off from there. You know, you posting, you posting your links in a million groups and then ditching without, and without engagement is um, hurting your business. You're kind of, you're being a little spammy. Actually, you're being a lot spammy. You know, Netflix wasn't spammy. Netflix found a way to increase engagement and get a conversation going about their movie. What can you do within your network to increase engage or increase engagement or get people talking about your product or your service? There's one thing I did for a client a couple of years ago. It was pretty successful locally. She had a pop-up shop that she was doing and on a promotional flyer, I designed one promotional flyer to one side of the promotional um, flyer to resemble a dollar. And it was on like pretty like cheap, flimsy paper, kind of like a dollar. And on the other side was information about her pop-up shop. And and we just tossed them. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was littering. (laughs) we just put them around town you know we didn't crumble them up too much it still had to be it still had to obviously look like a dollar we kind of stuck it in places so that you can see the one side without seeing the others um that you without seeing the other side you know you had to be pretty strategic with it you know use a strategy everybody's got if you see a dollar on the street or what looks like a dollar on the street you're going to pick it up aren't you Exactly. Yes, you are. You're going to pick it up. I'm not even I'm not even going to wait for answers on that one. The so when people picked it up and they called the number like, oh, my God, I like your products are so cute. When is it like, you know, I'm definitely I definitely am thinking about thinking your product chocolate, um, you know, seeing uh, going to see what your pop up shop is about. Um, Are you going to have or I can't make it that day. Are you going to have another one? And that increased in that increased her following and increased her um increased her in um engagement and she had a very successful pop pop-up shop not from that campaign alone you know she did a couple of things on social media she has a peep um she knows a people she knows people with a pretty big following and she asked them um she asked them to share it as well but she she leveraged so this is what she did she hired me to design something pretty clever for her she leveraged her personal she did leverage her personal network but not by spamming and tagging people in in um in um comments that have nothing to do with them i kind of hate when people do that to me but anyway (laughs) um not by spamming people not by telling them to share not by telling them to like it or things like that she reached out personally to a select few friends who she knew would probably be interested not just any of her friends, friends that she knew would probably be interested in what she was and what she was selling. And she said, hey, I'm having this pop-up shop. Would you mind telling your friends about it? I would really appreciate it. And I mean, her, in all honesty, her friends could have said no. And if she said, and if they said no, she could have kept it moving. You know, she has a list of other people that she could, 
um, that she could contact to ask the, to ask the same thing. You know, that's another thing I'm going, that's another, actually, that's another tip. That wasn't on my list, but that's another tip. Do not get offended when people say no. It's a part of sales. It's a part of your sales strategy. People have the right to say no. I don't want to buy, I don't want to buy your perfume. I like Victoria's Secret perfume. I'm sorry. I'm Victoria's Secret audience. I am unfortunately not your audience. If you ever develop something that I think I might be interested in, I will reach out to you. So keep talking to me. But don't talk, don't give me an attitude now because I said no the first time. Keep talking to me and maybe one day we are going to, and maybe one day we'll work together and maybe one day I'll be your customer or I may never be your customer. That's the, that's, the, that's how the game was played in the world of business ownership or in the world of act or in the world of acting and all of, and all of that nature. You know, there are going to be a ton of doors shutting your face before you get a yes. And all you need is one good yes, in all honesty. And then you have to use that yes to leverage to get to the next yes. So, that is one way I said, are you, in terms of comparing yourself, in terms of comparing yourself to Bird Box, are you doing that type of work? If you don't, if you are not doing that type of work, then you have some work to do. And if you need help, then you need to enlist that help and see, you know, if you're all over the place, then you need to hone in and figure out what works for you and what works for your audience. I should stop saying what works for you. I should say what works for your audience because that is your brand. Your brand is not about you. It is about your audience and how your audience feels and how your audience feels about you. So what brings me to my next, um, which brings me to my next point, you have to work on your brand and what i just said two seconds ago your brand is not about how you feel about your business your brand is about what your what your clientele feels about your business so ask them survey them now this i'll admit this is something that i've always been afraid to do but you know what i had a really good call with a user experience um designer today and she actually gave me some really good tips on how to improve my website. Just little small things that I overlooked. Like, oh my God, I didn't even I didn't even see that or I didn't think about that or things of that nature. And those were two little free little nuggets that she gave me that she didn't have to give me, but that she gave me to just make my site just to make my website a little better. And so when my when potential clients go to my website, they can see they can have a slightly better experience. Think about um what, what do people, what do you do that makes people think about you? Um, going backtracking to my uh, personal network for a second and about even though you have a no, even though you got a yes, I mean, I know the first time doesn't mean you're going to constantly get a yes. And you kind of have to gauge that. Like I said, some people will never be your customer. Some people will be your customer eventually, not just not right now. I have a client who has been my client for three years. He's on, he has me on retainer. And he and I went to college together. We had a mutual friend. He was friends with my cousin, but my cousin's a little younger than me, so we didn't really roll in the same circle. But I was, I had Facebook in an age, I had Facebook in a day and age when you just friended everybody you went to college with, whether you knew them or not. Because I had, I had Facebook when you could only log in with your college email address. So yes, so when people say, hey, I'm from Keene too, and let's go Keene University too, and let's go, um, let's, and let's friend each other. 
Um, it could have been for that reason. It could have been. It could be for the reasons because she knew because he knew my cousin and we had that mutual friend and he just friended me. But anyway, we have never spoken one word to each other online until he put out a request for a graphic designer, and I answered it along with a bunch of other people. But once he got in front of me, sold my value, sold what I could do for him. You know, we. I let him know that. When I let him know that in business, you you know, it's the long game. If you want to build a sustainable business, it's for the long game. I come across a lot of people who want to make money in six months. And if you made money in six months, cool. Uh, more power to you. But most people do not turn a profit that quickly. They don't. They break even at best. And... I educated I educated him on branding, educated him on, on the long game. He saw my value and he and he purchased. Now that is an example of a that is an example of a one and done sale, but that one and done sale came was eight years in the making. Because he said over the years he has seen what I posted about my uh, what my uh, my designs and all that, and that's another reason why he reached out to me. Because even though he's never spoken to me, he was watching me. And that's another thing that pe that you have to think about. You're, somebody is watching you today and they are not going to buy from you today. They're not going to buy from you tomorrow or next month or next year, but they might buy from you years from now. And they might be one of your biggest clients. You never know. So you have to keep that in mind when you are thinking about why your, why your personal network won't support you. Maybe they are and maybe they're not ready to reach out to you yet. Okay, so another thing in terms of another tip I'm going to give you is make sure your message is clear. Bird Box's message was clear. It was basically survival. <laughs> you know, survival and on, uh, on the target audience and also memes. They really... They really got the meme game. Do not think that this just happened. It was, it did kind of just happen. It could have completely backfired on them. But in this case, it worked. They kind of engineered this viral campaign that they did, especially by getting the influencers to play the game, um, to play the game um, blindfolded. But now that has spiraled into other things. I saw, I just saw a club flyer for, you know, shoot, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot blindfolded. It's like blind. It's like it's like blind speed dating or something, you know. And um, what what's another thing that I saw while I was doing the bird box challenge, which let which Netflix is really telling people do not do dangerous things while blindfolded. That's not what the bird box challenge was supposed to be. So, but again, that's still keeping that's still keeping the movie in people's mouths. In pe in this in this age of short attention spans two weeks is a really long time to be talking about a movie <laughs> and people are still talking about it the memes have cut down but now there's other things that people are doing this bird box challenge that has spiraled out of control these bird box parties that people are having now you know that it has turned into it's a culture it's part of it's part of pop culture now for or at least for the next week or so before we move on to something else, right? So, be their message was meme worthy, SEO friendly. That's what that's my takeaway 
from Bird Box from a business perspective, from a business standpoint and from a marketing standpoint. Meme-worthy SEO. Because all you see is hashtag Bird Box. And so once you have once you have to hold down on your message, and once you know what your message is, and once you know who your audience is, things will totally be totally clear and totally open up for you. Let me tell you something. I've been a designer since 2007. I kind of was in the market of, you know, whoever wants to be my client, they can be my client. I am now focused on only four core industries. And basically, it's really two, but it kind of branches out into four core industries. And that's entertainment, media, um, and events, and event for professionals. So basically, entertainment and events. That's it. PR companies and marketing companies and, and publishing companies, um, I will probably still try to hone, hone, tend to hone in on those. There are a couple of PR companies that I already work with and I'm not going to cut them out. They're great clients, you know, they're great clients. But, um, you know, one uh, one minute just made the comment about the target market. Um, just blah, 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 about the target market. So I'm not going to cut um, old clients out who were great clients, but I'm definitely honing in on more, um, on a more niche clientele. And I'll tell you why I see a need. I feel that there, I feel like this is a great time for independent artists, writers, and independent co production companies to present themselves as larger corporations would. And I have the know, and I have the knowledge and know-how to do that from a branding standpoint. Maybe not from the as I said, and I know how, and I know how to connect myself with people who could take you even further from a business, um, from a business public relations and user experience standpoint. Um, so if you're doing that, or if you're doing that, and I and my pitch to them is if you're doing that at the level that you are now at the level that you're at now think of what you can do once you start getting larger and think and think about how you can expand and how how much more quickly you can expand once you start getting um once you start gaining some tra some traction um so and then also with my other business on the event on the event planning side I used to be an event planner but then I was trying to plan weddings and children's parties and all this other stuff and consistently 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 people were really only hiring me for um for face painting for their kids and at first I didn't want to do that and you know what I still kind of don't want to do that but I could still include it in my product or services and send another face painter out there and that's exactly what I do most of the time. Um, so now, my event planning company has now become a body, a special effects makeup and body art company because that is what I am good at. That is what people like me for. That is what people know me for. That is my brand when it comes to that. So, hone in and get clear on your um, message. Another thing. People keep saying support my business, support my business, support my business, but then I go on your Facebook and I see nothing about your business. I don't know what your business is. I don't know what you do. So what am I what am I supporting here? No, so that 
that is another that is another thing I've learned not with maybe with not with my immediate personal network, but just something that I've noticed in general and something that I've observed, especially with um people in my in the business groups that I'm part of who always complain about people not supporting their business or complain that their clients suck. You know what people and um, you know what dude or you know what lady, a lot of our clients suck. <laughs> It's part of the of uh it's part of business. Every once in a while we're gonna get a sucky client. Suck it up and bear it. And if you find yourself getting a lot of sucky clients, you have to think about what is it about you that's attracting these sucky clients. I'm going to which brings me to a point that I'm that I another thing I had to get clear on with my message. Gonna get a little personal here, um, with my boyfriend. Uh, my boyfriend and I have on March 29th, my boyfriend and I will have been together for five years. Before, so that's 2014. So before March 29th, 2014, I was talking about how much being single sucks and how much dating like sucks and how much men suck and all this other stuff. And these, and for the most part, that also, that actually might still be, hold true in a lot of cases. But, <laughs> but the, after a while, I had to think, what is it about me? that is attracting these unworthy men. Men who are not, are not worth my time. Men who are not giving me what I want. Men who are not doing what they need to do to keep, to retain me as a girlfriend and possible wife. I had to get, I had to read real deep in myself. I had to get clear on what was wrong with me and I had to change a few things. But one thing I really had to change was not just to not stand for what these people were doing and make my de and make my demands and not in a mean and bitchy way, but in a strong assert and strong and assertive. I am a, I am a confident female and I know what I want out of my life and in a partner and in a relationship and in a future family kind of way. So you kind of have to get that way about your clients. If you find if you find yourself attracting clients who are not of a high caliber, you have to think, what am I doing within my business to attract these clients? And how do I position myself in my business and within my industry? kind of as uh, what my business coach would say, a thought leader or an expert in my field. What can I do to position myself, which will then attract a higher caliber of clients? And basically, once I started doing that, that's when I began to attract, a high, um, get more inquiries for a higher caliber of clients. And I'm talking about this turnaround has only began happening within like the last two or three weeks. <laughs> Now, these does that has that translated into sales? No, but they're in my funnel. They're in my sales funnel. And now I have to do the dating process in order to make sure that they are the right type of client for me. Again, playing the long game, not the too long game in my uh, in my um in my um in my case, but there's again, you know, now I have clients that are are segmented you know maybe I can get I think I can close I can close this client on my next call I think I can close this client if I milk them a little more in 
um, in about a month or two, you know, this client is total end game. It's going to take me a little while, but I know it's going to be worth it. And then I also have a category. Well, I know for a fact this client ain't worth my damn time. So next, you know, get some qualifiers, simplify your process, simplify your process, um, tweak your process to think to how you and do what you need to do in order to, in order to get where you need to be um, within your business. Now, another thing, your budget. Bird Box costs $20 million to make. That's not a huge budget, but it's a lot of money. It's a, size of, it's a sizable amount. Um, so in the world of film, $20 million is not a lot of money, but it was enough to make something decent and they were able to leverage whatever amount, whatever, I don't know how much of that 20 million was their marketing budget. I couldn't find those numbers, but, um, but again, not a lot of money. People, you know, Fox, Paramount, MGM, they've spent $20 million on marketing, let alone, they, they would never make a movie with that amount. You know, that's their marketing budget. But with Bird Box, again, that's their total budget. Not a lot of money, but enough to hire influencers influencers for the most part a lot of influencers don't cost that much money to a you know to a um to a movie house these i mean and and, and they're influencers on twitch so they're young they're not gonna they're not commanding us like a lot of a lot of the young influencers aren't commanding that much money um they're just excited that they're just excited that Netflix called them. Unless they're used to it. If they're used to it, that's a different thing. But a lot of these influencers I've never um, heard of, and they don't have a huge following, but they had a big enough following, and they had a loyal enough following to get for to get them to do what Netflix to, that Netflix needed to do needed them to do. Yeah. Wow. Um. So. Netflix costs 10 bucks a month, so they need a lot of people. Netflix does not advertise. They don't have commercials, so they don't have advertisers. Um, so they need a lot of people to watch this movie. And that's a, that's that's another point I wanted to make. That's why the, another reason why I think that the influencers was a good ploy to get as many people because these influencers, they're influencers for a reason. And they can get, and their following will do pretty much whatever they wanted. Bet you if they... I was like, I bet you if they got Beyonce to tweet about Bird Box, everybody, I was like, everybody would not, would fall over trying to get to what the work, what the movie is. See what the movie is. So, you don't need as many clients to be as successful as Bird Box, unless you want that many clients. And I hope you have a team to handle that many clients. But you can think about what you can do within your budget to get yourself to the next level you know when you talk to marketers when you talk to pr people when you talk to influencers when you talk to um when you talk to graphic designers a lot of us have things at different price points because once you build it is you know you have to break away from this if we if you build it they will come mentality no you have to build it and then you have to keep talking about it consistently for a while before it starts getting before it starts getting some traction so do what you can 
within your budget. Okay? And also, I already I already made this point, but like I said, the long play the long game. People talk about, oh my god, my store has been open for six months and I made two sales. Sucks. That does suck. I was a little I was a little disappointed when I didn't make too many sales within my uh, within my online store. However, I also know that I didn't market it the way I needed to the way I needed it to market. So I had to put that on the shelf for a while. It's still on the shelf. I'm in the process of a rebrand, and then that, that rebrand is going to turn into a relaunch. And I'm going to work at it consistently in order to get in order to get the results that I desire. So my last point, and it is about desire. What do you desire in your business? And are you willing to put in, to work, put in the work to get what you desire in your business? If you're passionate about what you do, you just kind of attract and people start gravitating like, oh my God, I want to do, I want to, I want to do this too. That sounds cool. This, that, and the other. So that is it with um, doing the work. Are you willing to do, are you willing to do the work? Do you need help? To do the work do you need clear do you need some clarity on what that entails and how you can go about getting there if you do feel free to reach out to me i can put i said yeah my inbox is always open as long as you're not sending me chain letters and talking about nonsense <laughs> but they um that is pretty much it let's start let's get clear on what we need to do in our business or what we desire to do in our business and let's get clear on what how we can go about getting you your desired results but until then i will talk to you guys next time and peace out keep on winning thank you for tuning into the superpower your brand podcast don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, and share with your friends on your favorite podcast platform. If you'd like to be a part of the conversation, join our Facebook community, Find Your Brand Superpower, to watch these videos live. Ready to really superpower your brand? Get more information at www.powerbrandcourses.com.